The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. My sister and I heard this refrain countless times growing up. It's one of the many refrains or sayings that has been passed down from one generation to the next. My father imparted it to his children just as his father imparted it to him. And this refrain was repeated over and over and over again in order to liberate my sister and I as we were bogged down in gossip or hearsay. So-and-so said they received thousands of dollars for Christmas. The neighbor kid said his parents are getting him a brand new car for his birthday. He doesn't have to drive with his stinking sister. I heard from someone that uh, this embarrassing thing happened to one of our classmates. 
kids believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. For us creatures living in this fallen world, seeing is believing. We see an example of this in our gospel text for today. When confronted with the news of the resurrected Lord, St. Thomas says, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And because of this one statement, St. Thomas has been cast in a rather negative light and labeled a doubter. St. Thomas the doubter for centuries. But can you blame him for his request? He couldn't bear the thought of believing an idle tale after seeing his teacher and friend whipped, flogged, and crucified. As tactile beings, we need, as St. Thomas needed, physical evidence to refute outlandish claims. Jesus risen from the dead? We need to see and touch because we have been so deeply hurt and wounded by believing in falsities in the past. For some of us gathered here today, the news of Christ's resurrection may be just too hard to believe. Christ alive? When we live in a world of death and lies and deceit? Our wounds and our scars of manipulation and gossip abuse and suffering have caused us to roll a stone in front of our hearts and secure it with chains and locks. No more vulnerability. My heart is closed. In a sermon meditation on this text, Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes, Strange that in the hour when we most hope for Jesus' presence, we always seem to close the door out of fear of all kinds of other things. In other words, in fear of being wounded by creation and creatures, we have locked up our hearts to the Creator 
Do we not know, my dear friends, that doing this, locking up our hearts, only deepens our wounds and leaves us in this pit of misery? Thanks be to God. Through Easter, we see that the resurrected Lord isn't hindered by stones rolled in front of tombs or locks secured on the doors of upper rooms or hearts guarded by chains of skepticism. No, the resurrected Lord breaks through them all. He's not hindered by them. And when Jesus breaks through all of these things, he doesn't come with a word of fear or damnation. No, Jesus stands in the midst of his beloved and says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. These four simple words mean the end of all our fears, the end of the reign of sin and death, the end of our imprisonment to doubt and speculation. Unlike the world, the creation, Jesus the Creator hasn't added any wounds to our bodies or our hearts or our souls. Jesus came and still comes to comfort, to transform, to forgive, and to heal through the wounds He received on the cross. When it comes to creation, seeing is believing, right? Show me the thousands of dollars you received. Show me that brand new car. Show me that I can trust you again. But when it comes to our Creator and Savior, believing is seeing. It is only when the resurrected Lord breaks through our wounded, stubborn, guarded hearts and stirs within them faith and love toward God that we see as we are supposed to. Believing is seeing. Notice that our gospel never tells us whether Thomas actually plunged his hand into the side of Christ. John is absolutely silent on that. Because it seems like the witness of Christ was enough for him to believe. When Jesus declares, peace be with you, Thomas's heart is pierced by that gospel. And it leads him to declare, my Lord and my God. Believing is seeing. 
It is the same belief in the peace of God that leads us to declare the same, my Lord and my God. Through faith, through belief in the witness, our lives are transformed. Through faith in the witness, we no longer see just plain water in that font, but we see the gate to forgiveness, immortality, and eternal life. Through faith in the witness, we know that it isn't just bread and wine that we taste and we touch, but the body and blood of Jesus, the same body that hung on the cross at Golgotha and burst from the tomb three days later. Through faith in the witness, the simple words of Jesus' forgiveness that leaves the mouths of your pastors when you confess your sins actually washes away your sins and removes the weight of doubt from your shoulders. You are forgiven. Through faith in the witness, we are one of the blessed ones who have not seen who have believed. Now, I'll admit, this kind of, of almost blind faith seems irrational to us. It seems crazy to the world. But that's exactly the point. The Lord's goodness and His mercy transcends human understanding. The richness and the, and the love of God is beyond rationale. Even though our faith seems irrational at times, you should know, friends, that the Lord always wants the best for you. He always wants the best for you. He showed it on the cross. He showed it as he burst forth from the tomb, opening the way to heaven for you. And he shows it to you again in this place. So believe and see. And then as the host and the chalice are lifted in just a moment, this is my body, this is my blood, let us join in with the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven and say, my Lord and my God. Peace be with you.